0: Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve our community and getting updates on current projects. For the first portion of today's show, I am sharing my conversation with the Institute for Better Education.
1: I'm speaking with Kimberly Kirshner, Executive Director.
0: Kim, will you just start off by telling me a bit more about the Institute for Better Education and how it got started here in Tucson?
1: Of course. So the Institute for Better Education, or IBE, has been around for 24 years, just about as long as this tax credit program has been in existence, Arizona being the first state in the country to have a program that supports private school education through tax credit. So that's what we do. We make sure children who... Private school system is the best choice for them when it comes to education. Doesn't matter what their income is, we want to help. If they have special needs and the school is more expensive, we want to help ensure that they're able to attend.
0: Because mm-hmm. That is something I noticed. I was looking over some of IBE's partner schools, at least here in Tucson, because...
1: You serve more than just Tucson, correct? We do. We are statewide and work with about 320 schools, all private schools. So if ever a child has a specific need that a specific private school can attend to their need, we'll do our best to have them at that school.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the reasoning behind uh, a parent or parents opting for private education can really vary. In your experience, what are some of the reasons you've heard uh, during your time at IBE for people opting?
1: Great question. So, So very many times it has to do with just the need of the child. There are no cookie cutter kids, Mm -hmm. and so there can't be cookie cutter schools. So private school education can uh, be more specific about maybe a need that the child has, whether it is a special need, or just needing a smaller classroom. We have a lot of children attending private school for safety reasons. The child is asking themselves, can I go to a different school? We're there to make sure that that can happen, and often sometimes a maybe a district school, which we are all about school choice. It doesn't matter if it's district schools, charter schools, home schools, private schools. We want the child in the school that's best for them, but if the district school is not uh, able to make sure that that child is receiving mm-hmm. all they can, That's where we step in. Mm.
0: How much was IBE able to uh, distribute in scholarships for the 2020-2021 school year? So
1: last year we came close to $22 million, and we're on track to doing more because we we found... During COVID, as we all know, you can just talk about the COVID season, if you will. So many more children were reaching out, maybe for different educational choices. And many, in fact, most were from low income families. So the need was, is, is, not just was, is so much higher to make sure that these children have those choices. So that meant we were able to scholarship more.
0: The Institute for Better Education is an Arizona certified school tuition organization. So it's kind of like the charitable tax credit, but not exactly. So will you just share with me what it means to be an STO?
1: Of course, so first of all, we all are certified by the federal government as Mm a 501c3. So we are a charitable organization. So if somebody gave us a donation and recommended a student here in Arizona from Texas, they could do so because we are a charitable organization and we do offer that that tax incentive. As an STO, we are also certified by the state to take on tax credit donations and give back tax credits. Because a tax credit, very different from a donation, in that a tax credit is dollar for dollar. It means if you give funding to the IBE, it's just like giving it to the Arizona Department of Revenue. It literally reduces your liability. And I think most people don't understand what their liability is. It's not what they owe at tax time to the state of Arizona, Most people have had money withheld from their paycheck, so they Mm -hmm. may not owe the full amount of what their liability is, or they might be getting a refund. You can still do these tax credit donations and reduce what you owe or get more of a refund. It's a wonderful opportunity. So as Arizona has this program, we are making sure that Arizona residents and taxpayers understand they have a choice what to do with their state tax money just like kids do.
0: So there's basically a couple of different pools of funds within IBE. So will you explain to me the difference between, say, the original individual program versus the Plus Switcher program?
1: Great question. So the original individual program is kind of like what it sounds like. It's done by Arizona individuals, and it's the original program that was came into existence close to a quarter of a century ago. So any Arizona resident has a choice to be able to make that tax credit donation and then any child through K through 12 education here at a private school is able to receive those funds. The Plus Switcher program came around in 2012 and the Arizona legislature was looking for ways to ensure children entering private school for the first time might have some additional funding. So there was eligibility requirements put on the child, not the donor, they could make that donation. It came close to doubling what they could give. So a child had to be entering kindergarten, transferring from an Arizona public or charter school, military families. And just last year, that was expanded to include homeschool families, families coming from out of state, out of country, just making sure more could be eligible to receive those extra funds.
0: What about corporate donations? Is that still open? Uh, Last we spoke, I know we were talking about some deadlines coming up. Correct.
1: So basically, Arizona businesses who are eligible, which would be C-corporations, S-corporations, Uh, any LLC that files like an S Corp and most insurance companies can make that same determination if they'd like to put their state tax dollars to help kids. They don't have any caps on the funding that they can give, whereas individuals do. And a married couple for 2021, which the donation needs to be made by April 18th, is two thousand four hundred and thirty five dollars for an Arizona business. It's their full liability. Uh, some businesses give millions of dollars to this program, but July 1st of every year, the cap, if you will, opens up, whereas last year that cap for the low-income program was a little over $135 million, and for people that wanted to contribute for children with special needs or foster care, it was $6 million that cap was finally met in uh, the end of december of this year so the next year's cap which will go up just a little bit i think it's about 143 million will open up july 1st of this year so businesses are already sending us their applications making sure they're in line to get those approved so that they can get make sure their funding is taken care of before the cap is met
0: yeah. just for clarity will you explain to me so is funding going to specific schools or individuals or how exactly is that working
1: great question Uh, an Arizona an individual taxpayer can either recommend IBE's need most needed fund so that we can help any low-income family in the state they can recommend a school or schools or they can recommend even children who are going to be attending those schools they could give some to a students some to a school some to our needy fund whatever that looks like and it is a recommendation only we will never guarantee that the funds will go where they're going because that's the law the law does not allow any what you would call conditional donations mm-hmm. so when grandma gives us a call and would like to recommend their grandchild we're not gonna guarantee it's gonna go to their grandchild fact of the matter is the law allows us to honor that recommendation, mm-hmm. but we will not guarantee it, then the corporations can give to either our most needy funds or to a school. They can't recommend a specific student. So there's slight differences to the two pro, to two types of buckets, if you will. But the fact is they're all out there to help kids. So they, all of it comes to IBE. And then my scholarship committee makes those awards mm-hmm. based on the applications that the family submit.
0: On your website, there was a link for first-time donors.
1: So basically we have a link that says just to give some extra information, because so many donors are unaware. They don't know quite what a tax credit is, so we want to give them a link that says, this is some more information, mm-hmm. so it's it's not so much that the donation's any different, we just want to make sure they understand what, exactly what they're doing, how it works, and of course, we're always available for that phone call. We're one of those organizations that actually answers our phone, mm-hmm. or you can come by and see us. Um, we're just up at Speedway and Swan area. We really want to make sure to educate Arizona on this program because the more people are educated on how this works, we know the more children will be assisted.
0: Wonderful. Well, Kim, before I let you go, tell me where is the
1: best place to find everything you need to know about Institute for Better Education? A couple places. We have a website, which you've already been looking at, which, thank you very much, is IBE Scholarships.org. Our phone number is 520-512-5438. And truly, we're just up at uh, 921 North Swan Road, and we're available to see you in person, talk to you on the phone, spend half hour, it doesn't matter, whatever it takes to make sure you feel comfortable with this program, whether you're a donor or an applicant. Wonderful. Well, thank you so
0: much for your time.
1: And Absolutely. Information. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: That was Kim Kirshner, Executive Director at the Institute for Better Education. I'm Riley, and you're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For the next portion of today's show, I am sharing a recent chat I had with the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. I'm speaking with...
2: I am Kat Rumley, and I am the Marketing and Media Manager at the Arizona Sonora Desert
0: Museum. Awesome. So the Desert Museum is about to do something wonderful, combining two things I love wildlife and wine Ah. (laughs) and to my understanding this is the second time the desert museum has hosted this event so tell me more about uh, kind of what prompted its creation
2: yeah definitely it was really interesting because when i got promoted at the desert museum i was like i want to bring people out to the museum you know because oftentimes people are like i love the museum but i haven't been out there in 20 years or when my grandma comes in town which is great we love those people but we wanted to find a way to bring the local community out to the museum and give them something new and exciting so wine right, right. <laughs> wine on the <laughs> wine on the mind so we started it our first year was in 2019 and um, i just wanted to host an event that combined you know fundraising efforts and education and also having fun like they don't have to be separate they can be together so we started that in 2019 it was our first year ever had over 650 guests come out and it was a great time and then we were set to do it in 2020 and then the world kind of change of plans exploded Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) change of plans yeah So we're doing it this year, and honestly, I am blown away. Almost everything is sold out, like VIP tickets, our extra buy-ons. Everything is sold out except the general admission Mm. tickets, so you can get those. They're $45 per person, 10 tastings, and there's a lot of fun things you can do at the event. We're really, really excited. Yeah.
0: So tell me a bit of what's all included in the general admission. Sure. So with the general
2: admission, you get 10 tasting tickets to some of the best wineries in southern Arizona. And you also get admission into the museum. So you get to experience our wildlife. This event is focused on World Wildlife Day. Okay. So we'll be talking about the wildlife we have in our care and why they're important to the ecosystem, specifically in the Sonoran Desert region. Um, We'll have live music. You can stargaze, which is really, really fun. And honestly, just enjoying the museum at night is a really different experience.
0: Have you been out there lately? Not lately. It's probably been about two, two, over two years, actually. It'd be the before times. The last time I've been out there. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, coming to the museum at night is just something really special. There's something really special about, you know, enjoying your environment that you're around all the time, but- at night. hmm In a place that's so magical. You well, get the
0: sunset and then you get to stargaze. And the desert becomes like a different place. It once really does the sun sets It too. really
2: does. You know, you get to see the bats doing aerial acrobats. That's one of my favorite favorite things. And then also some people aren't a fan of this, but you can
0: uh, look for scorpions with your oh. with your
2: night lights. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So I did see that wine down with wildlife is going to be strictly twenty one and over. So book the babysitter. Yes. And I would like to hear a bit more about the wines that are going to be featured because you did mention that they are going to be from local sources.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we got Arizona hops and vines, Sharon Vineyards, Flying Leap. Lightning Ridge, Page Springs Cellars, Sand Reckoner, Sonoida Vineyards, Sonoran Wines, Wilhelm, and Rancho Rasa. Oh, Any quite of those? the list, yeah, yeah. Quite the list. Any of those? Some of your favorites? Sand Reckoner, yeah, uh, that one. I yep, <laughs> love Sand Reckoner. Sand Reckoner was actually one of our sponsors. Um, they were sponsoring our unwind level, which they get early entry at five thirty, and uh, they get a glass of Sand Reckoner wine. As part of their package. Nice. Yeah.
0: And uh, when there is wine, it is also nice to have some snacks. (laughs) This is true. And so what types of foods are going to be available for purchase? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So we have Chow Down, the pizza food truck coming. Their food is phenomenal. And then the Curry Pot and we're also going to have Beyond Bread and Popped Popcorn there. Oh. Beyond Bread and Popped Popcorn will be giving out just like little nibbles for free. And then there will be food from our restaurant as well. So just, you know, tacos, tamales, burgers. Things like that. And I think they're going to be selling, like, charcuterie boxes oh, to nice. go as well. So you can just kind of take your food and walk around.
0: Cool, cool. That's yeah. something I was kind of curious about. Like, what is the structure of the event like? Is it kind of mingling, guiding yourself, or is there seating area? How does it work? Yeah, it's definitely kind of more of a
2: make-your-own-experience type of journey. Like, you walk in, and, and the grounds are big. You know, if someone hasn't been to the museum ever, I think that's something that people – are surprised by mm-hmm. I certainly was you know I, I moved here from South Florida for this job and when I <laughs> when I got to the desert Museum I was like wow it's huge yeah. so you really do kind of explore mingle enjoy the different things there's not really a set structure we also though have animal enrichment experiences mm. and those are included with the general admission as well so you get to see our Bobcat and our ocelot kind of play around with different things and experience that.
0: Cool. And so I did see that schedule that's Mm kind of set for the evening. Tell me a bit more about the night hikes and these animal enrichment activities.
2: Yeah. So the night hikes is something we tried out at an event a couple years ago and it did really well so those are actually guided by our education department and so you get to just have like a 20-minute trek through the desert under the stars and listen to our educators talk about the amazing wildlife that's out there which is really really fun and unfortunately like I said those are sold out Mm. but our Sonoran Animal Spotlight which is new this year that's a private experience where you get to have a little animal show and I think we probably have maybe 30 tickets left on that So if you want to do that buy up, it's still available, but it is going to sell yeah. out very soon. But you get to experience once again like our keepers talking about these incredible animals, and you get to see them mm-hmm. up, up close. close. Yeah, yes, that's big
0: part. Uh, so you know we did touch on the general admission, but I'm curious, what's the option for people who still want to experience the zoo at night but aren't necessarily going to drink? You know, your designated drivers are yeah. just non drinkers. Yeah,
2: totally. I, I'm here for that for sure. You can come and still have a really great time as a DD. It's a you know cheaper ticket, $20, and you get unlimited fountain drinks mm-hmm. tea or coffee. You actually get a Raptor free flight cup, which is oh. really cool. And then you, oh, all tickets also include complimentary admission to our Stingray Touch experience. So usually we charge for that, so that's kind of a fun little add-on bonus. But yeah, you can come out and have a great time as a DD. It's a really really fun time. And because it's so spread out, you it's 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 quite an intimate experience even if we had like 800 people mm-hmm. out there, it doesn't feel that way. It really doesn't.
0: Yeah, cuz you're able to Yeah, you're able make to your own spread
2: own little... out and and just kind of enjoy yourself. Like it's it's a good date night. It's a good date night if you don't have a partner either, like yes. with yourself, like just bring yourself. It is a fun time. I'm telling you. Yeah.
0: So while enjoying wine, stargazing and watching wildlife makes for a really unique experience, it's important to remember, you know, the reason why mm-hmm. the Desert Museum hosts events like wind Down with Wildlife. Could you just speak more to why you're yeah. hosting this event?
2: Absolutely. You know, being a nonprofit, we don't receive most of our funds are from the community. Or private donors, and you know, when COVID hit, it really impacted us. I mean, we lost millions of dollars. It costs twenty-nine thousand dollars a day Mm. to keep the museum afloat. So, a huge reason we do this is obviously, you know, to to raise funds, but also, like I said, to educate people about World Wildlife Day and. And for people to understand the critters that share this home mm-hmm. with them, you know, that's a huge thing The Desert Museum is all about. We're trying to inspire people to walk away with this knowledge of, oh, I'm sharing my environment with these animals and here's how I can respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, they were here first. And so we want to just make that a connection stronger, yeah. you know. And understanding
0: how to coexist with each other.
2: Totally. I mean, that's a really important part. And for people that may have, you know, misconceptions about animals that they share spaces Mm -hmm. with, i.e., tarantulas or rattlesnakes or or scorpions or the
0: javelinas getting in your trash yes the javelinas Mm -hmm. and
2: the thing is a lot of times when people have those misconceptions it's just they don't know Mm -hmm. so that's why we're here is to educate people about that and then hopefully they can walk away with that information and turn it around and and use it towards uh, better sustainability practices or whatever they may do.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, Kat, thank you so much for all of that great info. Is there anything else you'd like to add on before we wrap up today? I would like to add on that you should buy your tickets for this event. It is going to be fabulous.
2: And also keep your eyes out. We are going to do our beer festival Uh, May, -May. mid-May. We'll be doing Party for the Planet, bringing that back. And it's our beer festival talking about endangered species. And we have some endangered species at the museum, including the Mexican gray wolves. And you can come out have some fun, help raise money for the museum, and also enjoy some good beer. Mm-hmm. So, if you'd like more information, you can find all of that at desertmuseum.org and follow us on social media. Cool, wonderful. And uh, what is, what's your handles on social media? Desert Museum. Easy enough. Real simple. <laughs> Perfect. You can also just Google us, and yeah. we'll we'll pop up as the number one
0: thing. Cool. Well, Kat, thank you so much for all the great information, and uh, best wishes. Have fun wind down with the wildlife. <laughs> I'm saying it's going to be a good time. That was Kat Rumbley, the marketing and media manager at the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. And for the final portion of today's program, I want to share a recent conversation I had about the resources that are available for renters who have fallen behind on their power bill. I'm speaking with
3: my name is Maria Sherfield, and I am a supervisor at Tucson Electric Power in our contact center.
0: If you live here in Tucson, you are familiar with TEP, Tucson Electric Power, but I'd still like to start off just a bit of history. How long has TEP been providing power for the Tucson area?
3: So Tucson Electric Power has been providing electric service uh, to Tucson and the surrounding areas since 1892.
0: The impacts of the pandemic is, is visible in many aspects of our lives. And I was wondering if you could speak to the impact you have seen among your TEP customers.
3: So our TEP customers have been greatly affected by the pandemic, um, the loss of jobs in the Tucson area and surrounding areas as well. Um, has caused a lot of financial hardship on most of our customers, including customers that would normally, um, pre-COVID, not have a problem paying their bill. Uh, we are now granting extensions and payment arrangements to a vast majority of mm-hmm. our customers. Um, not only the, the you know the typical customers that would call from time to time asking for a little bit more time through an extension on an account. Mm-hmm. So we are providing many different programs that we can help our customers in addition to the regular payment extensions mm-hmm. and payment arrangements. We are very proud to be working in conjunction with Pima County. Mm-hmm through the Department of Economic Security. What we have done is we are promoting our ERAP, Emergency Rental and Utility Assistance Program. Any customer out there who may be listening and is going through just a financial hardship and struggle, we want you to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We are here to assist you. If you call our call center, one of my CSRs will be happy to assist you in offering you the ERAP survey. It consists about seven, eight questions, if that. There's two of the questions that basically determine whether you will be qualified to receive assistance. And that would be, are you a renter? Because that is one of the um, requirements. You Mm -hmm. must be a renter. And then also the income guidelines. We're calling it a survey internally for our customers, but then it gets sent to DES as an application that Pima County will then review further. But you're pretty much guaranteed that you will receive uh, assistance and any past due balance on your account, as long as it is not older than March of 2020, qualifies to get paid through this wonderful program. There is also an opportunity for customers to receive an additional three months of assistance on their electric bill. So we encourage all of our customers to call our call center at 520-623-7711. If you prefer to do it online and you know just take your time, you can also go to apply online at TEP.com forward slash help for renters. And you can take the survey from there as well. And like I said, it takes about two minutes, if that. And what this does is it basically uh, protects the account from any kind of disconnect Mm -hmm. on the account. We invite everyone to to enroll in this program. And then in addition to that, we also have our Lifeline Low Income Discount Program. And that program saves you $18 on your monthly bill. You can apply for that one online as well, or one of our uh, representatives is able to enroll you while on the phone. And our call center is open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. We realize that sometimes people don't have a computer or they're just perhaps not just, you know, very uh, savvy sometimes. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of our, you know, elderly customers. So, again, our wonderful CSRs are there to uh, not only to help you enroll on the ERAP uh, survey, but also on the Lifeline Low Income Discount Program. And $18 may seem like it's not a lot of money, but when you are a family that is just having hardship and you know, you're know you trying to make ends meet, that's, for you and your children, that can be you know a loaf of bread, it can mm-hmm. be a gallon of milk, perhaps some peanut butter and jelly. So if you think about it, Of $18 over the course of a year amounts to a little bit over, you know, $200. So it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we all just need a little bit of help along the way. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we, we take a lot of pride in helping our customers and being here for them. And I just want everyone to know that, you know, hard times don't last forever.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I actually know from personal experience, because pre-pandemic, I I had situations come up where the bill was due and I was short and I held extensions. I've done split payments where it's like, I can give you this much now and this much later. And a big part of getting that help is making that first step for that help.
3: Absolutely. So it's funny that you say that because we really do go through some major lengths to try to Outreach to our customers. Um, I have been, you know, um, in a position to where we round up, you know, a couple of our CSRs uh, in the call center, and we make outbound calls mm. to customers who are currently past due, but have not necessarily reached out to us. Right? Sometimes there there's things that get in the way. Perhaps it's the pride. Perhaps it's You know, I I think I can do it. I'm going to figure it out on my own. And then before you know it, these balances just keep on growing and growing. And it kind of just gets out of our hands. Um, So we do a lot of outreach. As a matter of fact, we worked a... Uh, Pima County Cares Resource Fair over at Freedom Park, and we were out there from like 9.30 in the morning until 30. and we enrolled them on that wonderful oh. program that I spoke about earlier, the ERAP program and the Lifeline program, so we do try to go, you know, through great lengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also work very closely with the Sawarita Food Bank and the Tucson Community Food Bank, and then it, it's, again, to try and just, you know, let customers know and invite them to, to just apply for some of these programs.
0: Yeah. What are some of the other ways TEP has been helping spread the word about the ERAP program?
3: We have been spreading uh, the word, like I said, through uh, some of the resource fairs. Unfortunately, because the numbers had gone up a couple of months ago with COVID, mm-hmm. we had to stay away from that. The company did have a pause on on any kind of gatherings unless they were outside another outreach effort where we have gone through great lanes is we have done a door knocking project good
0: old-fashioned door-to-door
3: acts, Absolutely. <laughs> so any apartment complex you know that's a given right yeah like the community is renting there so let's go knock on some doors we have done that program offering e and lifeline to those customers and this huge sense of relief for some of our customers who have said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm on the verge of getting disconnected. Here's my disconnect notice. Or another customer who said, hey, I have $72. I was going to go pay you. I promise. Like, please don't disconnect me. And to be able to provide our customers with information and say, no, 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 you know, I assure you, we're not here to disconnect your service. If anything, I'm here to help you find a solution mm-hmm. so that your power for you and your children does stay on, Right. Uh, We had one uh, customer uh, at one of the apartment complexes that said, my service got disconnected this morning. We were able to turn them back on right then and there. We are solution focused Mm -hmm. and we are just trying to do everything that we can for our customers. You know, we have uh, about five different teams. We're all on rotation. We go out there and let me tell you, a lot of the times I personally, I've been out there like four or five times. And I, even though I might be huffing and puffing going up those stairs, just to know that I have helped some people, like there's no greater oh, feeling, yeah. no greater sense of satisfaction. Again, I, I invite anyone who may be going through a, lot, a little bit of hardship to just call us, pick up the phone, call our contact center, and one of one of our wonderful CSRs will be able to assist. After you fill out the survey, if the customer, say for instance, goes in and, and fills out the survey on our website in about. 24 hours. It protects your account. It basically adds an extension mm. for 60 days until that payment uh, comes in. Today, with all of our outreach efforts, we have been able to help over 10,000 mm. customers in our community. And that is an excess of over $8 million. Oh, wow. That is how serious we want to be part of this solution in our
0: community. Just asking for the help can be a difficult step to take, you know, But once you get that ball rolling.
3: Absolutely. You know, I also work with a lot of the community agencies such as St. Vincent de Paul, you know, Interfaith Community Services Mm -hmm. and Salvation Army. And Pima County has a wonderful program called LIHEAP, uh, where if customers qualify and they meet their requirements, then they can qualify for up to $1,400 on their account. Um, so, again, there's so there's mm-hmm. such a multitude of ways that we can try to, you know, help customers on their accounts. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, will you just share again the phone number for Absolutely. people to find out more and uh, get registered with the ERAP program?
3: Yeah, you can get registered for the ERAP Emergency Rental and Utility Assistance Program by calling one of our amazing CSRs. Shout out to them, by the way. (laughs) Um, And you can do that by calling 520-623-7711. Or if you decide to go online, you can go to TEP.com forward slash help for, the number four, renters, and you can enroll online.
0: That was Maria Sherfield, a supervisor at TEP in the contact center discussing the help that is available for families and individuals who have fallen behind on their power bill. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm Riley, and if you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the program, you can reach out to me by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you may have missed, You can go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, kfma.com, klpx.com, or espntucson.com.